let's start. Our title for tonight is 2022, the year of greater works, part three. The year of greater works is the prophetic word that was given to our church vessels. But it's also for those who will dare to believe this word, that it's greater works in the kingdom of God and greater works in our finances, okay? So that's good news, no? Because for one thing, we all belong to the kingdom of God, although we are in this world. We belong to it, so we will see greater works happening in the kingdom of God. And I'd like to emphasize, no, this is more than a New Year's message. No? Usually, churches have the practice of having New Year's messages. And, and after the New Year message, uh, somehow we forget what it is. No? But this is more than a New Year's message. This is actually a message, a prophetic word really for the entire year okay so it's really important that you go back to parts one and part two parts one and two because god wants this word to really be embedded into our hearts it would really get into our hearts so our faith will be activated and this word will not just be mental knowledge, that it will really become a living reality in your life. That's the reason why he sends the word of God. No, He wants it to happen to our lives. And this is actually what he intends to do this year. We will really see greater works happening in the kingdom of God. And I'll, I'll tell you, no, uh, we in our church, we took this very seriously even our you no know, the pastoral staff no we took it very seriously and now we are we are beginning to see you no know, we're beginning to see god at work okay god at work is fulfilling this word uh in our lives in a way that we've not imagined before so so it's very encouraging no it's very encouraging that's why we wanted you to list down all your requests um, because you will really, as you, as you believe on it, as you ask God in faith, you will start to see that God is serious. No? God is serious. He wants to fulfill this word. And, and it's exciting. No? I'm beginning to see it myself for my own life, for the church, for the people around me. So be expectant, okay? Uh, you know, maganda, faith expects. That's the spirit of faith, okay? When it hits your heart, that's the only thing that you focus on and every morning you begin to expect that God's going to do something for you, okay? So uh, <clears throat> I'd like to start with Exodus 15, verse 6 tonight. And I will read it from the ESV version, huh? ESV. It says there, your right hand, O Lord, is glorious in power. I encourage you to read with me. Okay? Your right hand, O Lord, is glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, shatters the enemy. Good evening, Aiki. Welcome. So, now... 
all of us face no greater enemy than the enemy of our soul, okay? And you know his name, Satan. And he's really at a hard at work today, no? Trying to divide, tear down, steal, kill, destroy through this pandemic. And even before that, no? But, but you see it in a massive scale, in a global scale, like never before, no? His work, his his work, his uh, dark works, no? But the verses, no, I want you to look at it very well. It says there, your right hand, O Lord, is glorious in power. Your right hand shatters the enemy. That means God is definitely greater than our enemy. And his power is able to destroy or break down into pieces the works of the devil. Okay? The verse is Exodus chapter 15, verse 6. Now, that means in your life, okay, no matter uh, what trouble or difficulty you've been experiencing these past two years, this year, 2022, God will do a greater work that will overturn and destroy what the enemy has done. I want you to picture that, no? He'll do it because of the harshness of the season that his children went through these past two years. And I just want to emphasize, this is God's heart. God really wants to do special things for his people this year. He really wants to bless us this year, okay? And even if we've seen in these past two years and we're continuing to see at the beginning of this year, no? Sicknesses and death in a massive scale, no? Uh, because this is the year of greater works, we will now begin to see healings, no? physical miracles uh, that will happen, that will increase also in a massive scale, okay? So this is a, a real showdown, no? That's, what, that's how I see it. It's the showdown of the kingdom of God against the domain of darkness. And we're going to see that this year, okay? So even if we've seen economic downturn and even our finances you know, spiraling downwards, this year, God will even do a greater work even in the financial realm, okay? Like we've never seen before, you know, financial favors, financial abundance, increase, miracles. And I'm encouraging you, my partners, my friends, to not only start, start expecting and start claiming those, uh, those promises of God, those, that prophetic word that he wants to do in our lives. Huh? Good evening, Josan. Welcome. So let's go, uh, let's go to the four things tonight. Again, the four things that we can expect to happen in this year of greater works. No, 
greater works for our lives, for our families, and for this nation. And let's run down with the first three because I gave you the first three. So the first thing we can expect is, number one, 2022 is the year of the new. Okay? And I will read a new verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. So it's very clear here, okay? It's New Testament verse. God has prepared, and let's make it personal. God has prepared for 2022 things that we have not seen before, nor heard, nor even imagined in our lives, okay? That's what the verse is saying. Things that are new, previously non-existent. Things that are unprecedented, uh, uh, things that are unprecedent, no, unprecedented, unprecedent. Okay, unprecedented. <laughs> I can't believe my English. Huh? Unprecedented. 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 My goodness. Unprecedented things, no? Meaning, I've not forgotten the meaning, meaning things that you've not experienced before and things that have never been done before, okay? So, new, kumbaga, new and better things are coming to your lives this year. That means we are really entering into a brand new season in the kingdom of God, okay? in the kingdom of God, in the spiritual kingdom that we belong, there is a shift, okay, that's happening spiritually. We are now entering into a brand new season. And uh, in order for the new things to come into your life, it's so important that you've got you got to shut the door on the old. Shut it, you know, shut the door. Because that's what we learned last week. Remember Isaiah 43, verse 18? It says there, stop dwelling on the past. Don't even remember the former things. So it's our part to deliberately close the door on our past. God will not do that for us. We have to do it for ourselves. We have to close the door on our past. We don't uh, even have to remember what happened. I know that's difficult for some, but it has to be an, uh, an act of faith, a decision from the heart, that you will not remember what happened in the past or these past two years, that you even stop saying what happened to you, okay? Don't you notice 
in the world, people just keep on saying what they hear and what they see. Am I right? No. That's what you hear in the world. What, what people hear, what people see, that's what, you, that's what people keep on saying and uh, that's what they remember. In fact, no, in fact, uh, uh, I can say, no, I can safely say a lot of people cannot even forget the bad things. It's so hard to forget the bad things. Huh? Especially when you're surrounded by bad news. Okay? You keep remembering, you keep, even Christians, no? Christians are having a hard time forgetting what happened these past two years. We're so focused on what happened through this pandemic because we still see it. We still hear it, correct? But notice the verse, okay? That's my, this is the point. The things that God has for his children are the things that we have not seen and we have not heard. So in order for us, okay, to embrace the new, we've got to really stop speaking what happened to us, stop remembering, and just be open. You know, say to yourself, be open, okay? Be open for the new things ahead, okay? Because you've not experienced it before, but it is prepared. It is prepared by God himself for you. So for our sake no, and for the sake of our father, okay, who loves to bless his children, we've got to really let go, okay? Let go of discouragements, let go of hurts, let go of pains, even disappointments, no? Not, uh, make it personal, even your disappointment on yourself, okay? Sometimes people are hard on themselves, okay? Especially Christians, no? And I know people like that. I was like that before. I was hard on myself. So even that, no, you have to start letting go. And when I mean letting go, okay, you release them all to God. You've got to do that, okay? Release everything to the Lord so that in his presence, you will now begin to receive, okay, comfort, and healing and peace okay? before you can move on. Okay? Before you can move on. You cannot carry the baggage of the past to 20, into your 2022. Okay? It will, I know, it will, uh, it will become a heavy burden on you in a way that when the blessings comes, you will not even see it. So it's so important, you know, release everything to God, receive God's peace, God's healing, God's comfort, you know, and then just let him usher you into the new, you know, let him hold your hand and take you, take you into your future, okay? Knowing, 
from today that you have a better future. You really do have a better future with God. Because if he only has good plans for his children, okay? So the second thing we've learned, okay? We're just running down what we've learned. The second thing we can expect in this year of greater works is 2022 is the year of divine reversal. 2022 is the year of divine reversal. And if you remember our previous lessons, this is what happened to King Hezekiah in Isaiah 38 and to blind Bartimaeus in Mark 10. Now we studied that. And what is so significant about their stories is even if, okay, even if they were in a place of impossibility, no? they were in a hard place, their situation was impossible, even if they found themselves in that place because of their faith in Jesus or because of their faith in God and his word, the impossible became possible. Okay? The impossible became possible. That's what you call in the kingdom of God divine reversals. What man cannot do for himself or what man cannot do for you, it might be impossible in our thinking. God, where with whom nothing is impossible can turn your impossibilities to possibilities, okay? So, you know, God is so great and greater than any pandemic or than anything that the world or even Satan can come up with. And he can easily turn it around, okay? And what's amazing about King Hezekiah and amazing about blind Bartimaeus, that divine reversal happened in one day. If you remember their stories, it happened in a day. Okay, so be expectant. Any day from now, one day, things will turn around for you. Amen? No? So you got to wake up to that possibility every day. You've got to wake up expecting, wow, Lord, thank you. Thank you for the new things today. Thank you for divine reversals that's coming my way. Thank you. I receive it every day. There, you know, and you've got to deliberately offer that sacrifice of praise. That's why it's called the sacrifice of praise. It's a, it's a sacrifice most of the time, okay? Because it's not how you feel in the morning. Am I correct? Huh? It's not how you feel about your situation. It's not how you feel about today's world. Okay? But scripture says, offer the sacrifice of praise. And when you start doing that, something happens to you inwardly. When you start reminding yourself, okay, of who God is, of how great he is, and start reminding yourself of the promises of God, you change. Uh, there's an internal change happening in you. And in the Christian life, okay, 
if you notice, if you really notice it in your life, there has to be first an internal change before an outward change happens. Am I correct? Am I correct? Without an internal change, without something happening in your mind, in your heart, there's no outward change that you can, that you can expect. So God first touches us deeply in our hearts. He touches us in our minds because he wants, he wants faith activated because it's the only way we can receive from God. Okay, it's the only way, okay? So that's gonna happen, divine reversal, no? Uh, this, <laughs> this pandemic with all the sicknesses, diseases, death, restrictions, this pandemic is bound to end. Why? Very simple. God is able to do a divine reversal. Amen? Is that an amen? Okay. Okay. Our God is able to do that. That's your Savior. That's your Lord. And he has not forgotten us. Amen. Okay. So it's so important nowadays, okay, because we are just at the start of this year, that even if you hear bad news, okay, or even see discouraging things that's around, you know, in your, in your environment, do not let it affect you. Don't let it affect you, your mind, your will, and emotion. You guard, guard yourself from the bad things that are happening. Am I saying, am I saying turn a blind eye? No, I'm saying is, yeah, be aware of it, okay? Don't, don't live up in the clouds. We're still on this earth. Be aware of it, but with God's strength, by the grace of God, you don't let it affect you. Amen? Tama na yung two years. <laughs> okay, tama na. Enough. Enough is enough. And if the world has to change, I think the church has to change first. Amen? Before the world does. Because the church has the spirit of God. The church has the word of God. The church has the presence of God. And if there's any changing that happens first, it has to be in the church with the people of God. Amen? So, you know, let's not let, let us not let this world anymore affect what's inside of us. Affect our our image of, you know, affect our uh, thoughts of who we are, what we can have, what we can do, because our God is greater. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world, all right? So uh, our faith needs to be in God, in his word, and 
in his prophetic word for God to have room in our lives to do what he wants. Give God your faith. Amen? Give God your faith. That's what he's asking this year. The third thing, okay? The third thing. 2022 is the year the king remembered. 2022 is the year the king remembered. At the end of 2022, you can look, you can look back and say for yourself, yes, this year is the year that the king remembered me. He remembered me. He remembered his covenant with me. And you will testify by the end of this year how God remembered you. And what did we say about the biblical word remember? Okay. When you see in scripture that God remembers something, it does not mean that he forgot first and then he suddenly remembers. Okay. That's not our God. Okay. When the scripture says God remembered or remembers, it literally means he was waiting for a specific time to reveal himself and because he is going to take action. So 2022 is the year the king is ready to take action. Okay? It's a showdown. Okay? It's a showdown. That's how I see it, right? The king is ready to take action and he's going to take action because he has seen the misery, the trouble, the hardships that the church has went through, that this world has went through these past two years and he's going to rise up with tremendous compassion and he's going to meet us at the point of our need. Okay, that's what it means that the king, that's this year, that's this year. That means, hallelujah, this year we're going to see an increase of the activities of the kingdom of God against the powers of darkness. You will see an increase, okay, you will see a mighty move in the midst, in your midst, you know, in your life, a mighty move of God in your life, a mighty move of God in your family, in your work, in your ministry, okay, in your church, and especially in this nation, okay? So, it's so, uh, it's, it's good to be, uh, how will I say this now? It is better this year okay, to be always at the side of God. Okay? No, to be always at the side of righteousness, the side of holiness. Why do I say that? Because when God now begins to judge darkness, okay, and he's about to do that, when he's about to move against darkness, okay, hopefully he'll be able to deliver us out of it, protect us, heal us, and not be part of what's, of 
what's going to happen to darkness. Are you getting me? Remember the time, no? It's not in my notes, but I just remember it now. Remember the time when, uh, the time of uh, Prophet Elijah, I think Prophet Elijah, and there was uh, trouble in the land. And, and he was saying to the people, you choose this day whom you will serve. Will you choose God or will you choose Baal? Remember that confrontation? You know? And it's a good thing Israel chose God because when God judged the powers of darkness that day, you know, hindi sila napasama. Correct? Am I correct? I'll just go back to that. No? I think that's 1 Kings 17. I, I don't remember, but you can go back to that. This year, we need to choose God afresh. We need to rededicate our lives afresh to God. Because our king is about to move. And he wants his children to be on his side. Okay? To be on his side. Once again, not to be part of, of the side of darkness. Not to be affected by it. But to be on his side, full of faith, full of expectancy, so he can be free to do what he wants to do. Okay? So there has to be a choosing this year. No more, kumbaga, in the body of Christ, no more fence sitting. He cannot be, you know, uh, in the middle. You either choose the kingdom of God or choose the world. If you either choose good or you choose evil. There's no, there's no such thing as middle ground. There has never been a middle ground. Even, even uh, have you noticed? Have you noticed our spiritual lives? There is no, no such thing as you just remain the same. Either you're moving forward or you're going backward. Am I correct? There's no such thing as neutral. You, you, you can testify that in your own life. And you know, you know in your heart if you have moved forward or you have stepped two steps backward. You know that in your heart. Only you know. Only you know. Because that's the way in the kingdom of God. And that's what I like about God. It's always been black and white. You know, it's always been good and evil. Blessing and cursing. Remember Deuteronomy 30 verse 19? Remember that? What did God say? I have set before you death and life, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. Aren't we glad that there are only two choices in life? There are only two choices in life. Deuteronomy 30, 19. Death and the curse on one side, life and the blessing on the other side. And God said for us to, for it to be easier for us, okay, to choose, he already told us what to choose. He said, choose life. Choose the blessing. No matter what you've been through, no matter what happened to you, it doesn't really matter anymore, okay? The past is past. doesn't matter what you've been through, what happened to you, what the enemy did to you, okay? 
God is saying you can choose life this year. You can choose the blessing this year. Why? Because it's the year where new things are going to happen. Did I say not the fourth thing? Hindi pa, no? Hindi pa, yeah, yeah. Rabi introduction of fourth thing. Anyway, the Lord just reminded me of that. No, just just be mindful of that. Okay, just be mindful because really this is the year that the King remembered. He is remembering his covenant with his children this year. Amen. So you can revisit once again your great salvation. Hallelujah. You can revisit your covenant with Jesus in, in his own blood. Amen. You can revisit that again and spark, gain a new spark of faith in your heart. Okay. Like, like the first day you got born again. All right. So that's very special. This year is very special to God. So the fourth thing, no, ito na yung fourth thing that we can expect to happen this year of greater works is this. 2022 is the year of reward, year of reward or spoil. Reward or spoil. R-E-W-A-R-D. Reward or spoil. And our main passage for that is 1 Samuel verse 30. In fact, it's the whole chapter. We will not tackle the whole thing. I will just highlight, highlight some verses. But I will really encourage you, no, if not tonight, tomorrow, read the whole thing. It's very nice. A very nice chapter. It illustrates, it pictures what's going to happen this year. Okay? So I will start verses 1 and 3. Read with me, okay? Read with me, verses 1 and 3. It says here, Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziglah on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag, attacked Ziklag and burned it with fire, and had taken captive the women and those who were there from small to great. They did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went their way. Verse 3. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was, burned with fire. Their wives, their sons, their daughters had been taken captive. Okay. Very tragic thing happened to David and his 600 men. When they returned home to Ziklag, what did they find? They found their city burned to the ground by the Amalekites. All their houses were burned to the ground. What else? Their wives, their children were all kidnapped. Can you imagine that? Okay. All their loved ones was gone. They were all kidnapped. Can you imagine? Not only that, all their live, livestock, their animals, which represented, in those days, it represented not only food. It represented their work, their businesses. They were all gone. 
everything in their lives were gone except their own lives, okay? Except themselves. Everything, they lost everything. And it's, uh, you know, if you think about it, no? I just remember, I have a neighbor. I have a neighbor. In a span of one and a half months, okay, span of one and a half months, three of their members, family members, died. Every two weeks, three of them died. I cannot imagine. They're my childhood friends. Huh? I cannot imagine the sadness and the grief. But this one is something else. The magnitude of the tragedy is like what happened in Mindanao, no? When uh, I, I don't remember that city, when, the, when there was a war in Mindanao and the city was burned to the ground and they lost everything, okay? So what was their response? You look at it, no? verse four. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no power to weep. Uh, it's normal to see girls and women crying. No? That's very normal. But to see men, adult men, men of war, warriors, soldiers, crying okay grieving wailing okay until it says there until they had no more strength can you imagine no can you imagine that's something else huh that's something else such a it must have been such a heart-wrenching situation there was so much grief they wailed no so you know, nangyari, no? uh, talagang unbelievable tragedy. But this is what we can learn from David. Okay, we'll focus on David. Look at what happened to David. Actually, something worse happened to him. Pa. Verse 6. Now David was greatly distressed for the people who for the people spoke of stoning him. Because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. Okay? Oh, I mean, grabe na to, no? <laughs> grabe na. The men, these men, okay, the men was so angry, was so much in grief, they don't know what to do anymore except to put all the blame on David and kill him. No. I mean, I can't imagine, you know, what David would have been feeling that time, okay? I cannot imagine it, no? Now his life is in danger by his own men, okay? By his own men. But this is what we can learn. Look at the response of David, and this is what we can take home, and this is what we can do, all right? In our own lives. Verse 6. But David strengthened himself 
in the Lord his God. Hallelujah. What did he do? <laughs> he strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Notice, it did not say he, he strengthened himself in God. It did not say that. It says there, he strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Very important tune. Okay, why? Why was there an emphasis that it's his God? It's not Israel's God. It's his God. That means he had such an intimate relationship with God that he knows him. He can call him, that's my God. And because he's my God, I can strengthen myself in him and in him alone. Okay? That's how much he knows God. The man after God's own heart, no? See David. And, and you'll see that in his life, okay? You'll see that, no? Can you imagine at the age of 17, no? At the age of 17, because he knows his God, he was the only one who was able to take the challenge of defeating Goliath. He was the only one, no? When, when the Philistines was uh, challenging Israel, with their giant Goliath, all of them, can you imagine? The king, huh? The king and all his army were afraid of their enemies. No? That can happen. That can even happen to the people of God, afraid of their enemies. But look at David, no? David knew his God. And in verse 26 of that first Samuel verse. Uh, chapter 17. You can look at it later on. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 26. This is what he said when he was uh, when they were talking about Goliath. He said, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? He was 17 years old, huh? He said, Why did he say, Who is this uncircumcised? Because that time, circumcision was the token of their covenant relationship with God. It was the evidence that they had a relationship. And what was he saying? He's saying, I don't care about this giant. I don't care. I don't care about this army. All of them, including this giant, has no relationship with God. But I do. I have a relationship with God. And I have a covenant with God. And I know his promises that he made towards me. I know my God. And that's how David is. No, no amount of giant okay, can ever make his God small in his sight. Everything is small compared to his God. Amen? Everything is small. No? That's why in the midst of a tragic thing that happened to him, his life is already in danger. He lost everything. Can you imagine losing your children? No, mom, mom like, can you imagine losing your children, your grandchildren, losing all your houses? Can you imagine that? No, I can't. But what did he do? Instead of wailing, Instead of saying, why, Lord? No, he strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. Amen. 
he had a very deep and intimate relationship with God. That's why he can go to God at the darkest moment of his life because he went to the one whom he knew will never leave him alone and will never forsake him. He knew that. He knew that in his heart. And this year, I believe, God is inviting all his children to get to know him more. More than you've ever known him before. Get to be more intimate. Get closer and closer and closer day by day. No? Every day. God's inviting us because this is the truth, okay? It is your intimacy with God, your knowledge of Him and His Word that will cause you to overcome any situation in life. Okay? It's the secret to life. It's the secret to the Christian life. It's the secret to ministry. Only one, your intimacy with God. Knowing him, knowing your covenant, knowing his word. That will cause you to be victorious this year, okay? Now, look at the practical steps he did, no? More, more practical steps he did. So he strengthened himself. Look at verse 8. Verse 8. <clears throat> so this is wonderful, no? This is wonderful. I love David. Look, look at verse 8. After Jesus and the Father God, I think I will look for Apostle Paul and then David when I go to heaven. Okay, so, and of course, uh, Esther. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, 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 verse 8. Yeah, verse 8. So, David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And God answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. So what did David do practically? He prayed. Like Hezekiah, remember? Like, uh, like Bartimaeus? This is the year where you're going to pray more than ever before. <laughs> because that's how you really connect with God this year. Now, but he did something more than ask God. Okay. He said this. He did not ask for what he wanted like Bartimaeus. He was asking a different thing. He said there, shall I pursue the troop? Shall I overtake them? Lord, lalabanan ko ba sila? Mind you, this is a warrior person. This is a soldier who has won many battles in life. It, he, it could have been so easy for him to just gather his troops and go after the enemy because he lost everything. Iba? But he did not do that. Okay, he did not do that. He stopped 
He strengthened himself and then he sought the Lord. He sought the Lord. Seeking God is a deeper dimension of prayer than asking. Remember Matthew 7, 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open for you. The door will be open. Those are different dimensions of prayer. No? There's the dimension of, it's good to ask God. Remember what I said? If you don't ask, you will not receive. It's good to ask God, but it's better to seek Him. It's better to seek Him for His direction. It's better to seek Him for His wisdom. Always better, okay? That's what David do. He did not rely on his own strength, on his knowledge of war. I'm sure he could, I'm sure by then, he already knows the strategies of war, no? Because he has won so many things already. But he still asked for wisdom. Can you imagine that? He still asked for wisdom from the Lord. He wanted to know his heart more than anything. That's how close he is to God. He wanted to know God's heart. He wanted to know his heart. Okay? Now, I, I want to show you a verse, okay? This is a promise. Psalm 34, verse 9. Psalm 34, verse 9. And then we'll go back to David. Psalm 34, verse 9. It says here, O fear the Lord, you his saints, there is no want or lack to those who fear him. Psalm 34, verse 9. Okay? To those who fear God, there will be no lack. That's what he's saying. Okay? Because God knows how to take care of his people. Okay? God knows how to take care of him, of, of his people. God knows how to provide for his people. He knows it. Okay? He can multiply bread, multiply fish. He can, uh, uh, from out of the rock, can supply water to, to, for drinking. You know, he can do anything. Now, the question here is, uh, what does it mean to fear God? What does it mean? This is not your normal being afraid of him. No, that's not what it means. To fear him means you give him total respect. You give him total respect. You honor him. Honor him. Some people say reverential awe. You honor him as God. You allow God to be God in your life. That's what it means. So that when he says something, you do it. That's how you show that you respect him, that you honor him. You ask him first what he wants, and then when he reveals it to you, you do it. That's what you call respect. And when you have that godly attitude of fearing God, honoring him, no, that whatever situation uh, that you find yourself in, you start 
worshiping him, you start honoring him, you start thanking him, whatever it is, you know what's going to happen? God will come to you and intervene on your behalf in your situations. Just like what he did for David and his men. Okay? If you will fear him that way this year, allow him to be God in your life, you will not lack anything is 2022 because that's a promise that's a promise amen okay that's not from pastora that's from god okay it's not from men all right so that's what he did that's what david did he strengthened himself in the lord and he sought god in prayer that's how he much he respected him and uh, and that's how much he was dependent on God. Rabbi, no? That's a show of humility like any, any other thing. No? He was such a humble man. Did not uh, for one moment think that his victories in the past is enough for him. No? To to get by in life, no? He knows all his victories come from God. He knows all his wisdom comes from God. All his strength comes from God. And, and when you have that kind of knowledge, you know, that intimate knowledge, you would always go to God. Because he's the source of life. He's the author of every good thing that happens in you. So why bother go to someone else first when you can have everything that you need and everything that you want from God? You know, so that's why David, no, that's why David was so dependent on him. That's why he became a great man of God. That's how you become great in the kingdom of God. Amen? So he honored him so much that he... Uh, Obeyed him. So when you hear God's voice this year, when you start praying, start seeking God, and when you hear his voice and a word comes to you, no, like David, don't delay anymore. No more delay. Delayed obedience, like I said before, is disobedience. And it won't benefit you, okay? It won't benefit you. Obedience is always beneficial to us, whether we understand it or not, okay? But the results are tremendous. You will not lack anything, the word says. Amen? So what did God say in verse 8? His answer to him, pursue, for you shall surely overtake them, and without fail, recover all. Underline those, that, that phrase, recover all. Because I believe that's what God is saying to all of us this year, okay? We will recover all that the enemy has stolen from us. This is the inheritance of the servants of God. This is the inheritance of the children of God. Amen? 
No weapon formed against us will ever prosper. Amen? We can recover all what the enemy has stolen from us. We can now, this year, with all confidence and with all boldness, I will challenge you, my partners and my friends, pursue the enemy in prayer. Pursue him like never before. And you will overcome him. We are commanded, you know, you can command the devil. When you see things not happening God's way, okay? Ito you know, when you see things that happening God's way in your life, in your family, in this nation, go to God in prayer, then command Satan to take his hands off your life, to take his hands off your family, off your situation, off your finances, off your business, off your work, off your, off your church. Take his hands off. He has no right. Amen? Amen. We have authority over him. We can pursue him and overtake him. Okay? David was under the old covenant. But guys, we are under the new covenant. We have authority over him. It is about time. This year of the reward to start taking back what was stolen from us this year. Amen. This is the year we will recover all. No, recover all. I uh, claim that for myself. I claim that for my family. I encourage you to do the same. I claim that for my church. Do that for your churches. Amen. It's about time. For as far as God is concerned, there's only one family of God. And we need to unite in faith this year and overtake what the enemy has done to this earth. Amen? No? All creation groans. Sabi sa Romans 8. All creation groans. They're waiting for what? They're waiting. Just go there. I forgot the verse. It's in Romans 8. They're waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. They're waiting for us. Amen? They're waiting for us. This is time to rise up. Amen? No more hiding. Rise up first in prayer because in prayer, we can change our situations. In prayer, we can change situations in our families and we can definitely change situations in this country through prayer. Amen? Amen, everyone? Okay, let's be like David. Amen? No, if David was here, sasabihin lang niya sa atin, you have more advantage than me. I wasn't born again. You're born again. You have the Spirit of God inside of you. Okay? We have more advantages. Sabi sa Hebrews 8, we have a better covenant with better promises. Alright? Romans, I think that's Hebrews 8, 6. Now, I will continue with this, no? We will uh, end the story of David. Psalm, 1 Samuel 30. Let's see what happened to them. Hallelujah. We already know what happened to them. But let's read it. Verse 17 to 20. Then David attacked them from twilight. Hallelujah. Until the evening of the next day. Wow. Not a man of them escaped except 400 young men who rode on camels and fled. So David 
recovered all. Ayun na naman. Underline those, that phrase. So David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away and David rescued his two wives. Huwag niyo na i-underline yun. Yun, because one wife, one husband lang tayo and one wife today, okay? So now verse 19, <laughs> verse 19, and nothing of theirs, look at this, nothing of theirs was lacking. Did you see that? Was lacking either small or great, sons, of, sons or daughters, spoil or anything which they had taken from them. David, hallelujah, recovered all. Daming beses pala sinabi yung recovered all, no? Three times. Recovered all. Verse 20. Then David took all the flocks and herds they had driven before those other livestock and said, this is David's spoil. Hallelujah. This year, you will recover all. I will declare it over your lives. You will recover all, you know, everything that the enemy has stolen in your life, spirit, soul, body, financially, materially, relationally, ministerially, uh, uh, all areas of life, even those he has stolen from your families, even those he has stolen from your businesses or work or ministry. Amen. You will recover all. Hallelujah. But I want you to understand one thing. There won't be a reward, okay, or a spoil without a battle. I will explain that more later on, but I will just, uh, I'm going ahead of myself, okay? Uh, I want to first emphasize, they won over the enemy. Why? Because they listened to God's word. Yun lang yun. They listened to God's word. They did not look anymore at their situation. Remember? Remember not. Di ba? Isaiah 43. Remember not what happened to you. They did not look at their situation. They just looked to God and looked to the word of God. That's why they overcame. That's so important. Okay? That's so important. We have to fix our eyes on Jesus and on his word. There is a word. There's a prophecy. Okay? And if you fix your eyes on that, believe it with all your heart, and obey the word of God, whatever you hear from him, you just obey, you will recover all, all of it. Now, hindi lang what you've lost. Sabi doon David, there was an addition to his reward. There was a spoil. Did you see that? There was a spoil. Ano yung spoil? What, what the enemy had, okay, was transferred to him. It was transferred to him. It wasn't her, it was not his before. It was added to his life. Hallelujah. So this is the year not only of reward, but of spoil. Things will be added to your life as you overcome the enemy. Woo! I am excited of what things will be added to all our lives. Amen? All our lives. 
because it's the year of the spoil. So, like I said before, oh, these are all exciting, but you will not have a reward or a spoil without a battle first, without fighting first. That's important, okay? That's important because that's what they did. We need to fight, not people. We need to fight the enemy of our soul, Satan. You know, he may use people, but he is the author of all evil. He's the author of all curse. He's the author of all sicknesses and disease. He is the author, okay? And if you want to fight sickness and disease, we overcome him in prayer. Overcome him in prayer. So this battle that we're in is not a natural battle. It's a spiritual battle. A spiritual battle wherein we have mighty weapons. It's mighty in it's mighty weapons that can pull down strongholds of the enemy. Okay? They're powerful weapons. Why? It came from God. It did not come from men. Okay? We will study that more next, next week. No? But we have weapons at our arsenal. No? At our fingertips. We have the name of Jesus. That's one. Wow. Now we'll study that more. We have the name of Jesus. We have the blood of Jesus Christ. We have prayer as a weapon. We have the word of God as a weapon. We have mighty weapons today. See, Jesus, when Satan confronted him, he just said, as it is written. He just said that to Satan three times, recorded. He said, as it is written. And what happened? Satan got lost. No? He went away. Satan cannot defeat one word of God. Cannot. A word of God is more powerful than anything that he can come up with. So when you're intimate with God and you hear a word of God, that word is enough to defeat any situation. That word is enough to defeat the enemy. Amen? One word from God can change everything in your life. That's why intimacy, prayer, having the word of God, like David. Well, good news. This year will become a year of reward and spoil for you. So it's time to rise up in faith. No, It's time to be more active, no? more active in our relationship with God, more active in prayer than ever before, no? doing our battles there, getting our victories. No? It's time we take no for an answer. We don't take no for an answer because victory is on our side. Remember, we do not fight to win we fight to enforce the victory of the cross okay we don't struggle to win we enforce by faith 
the victory Jesus won against Satan. Amen? And he did that victory for all of us. So this is the year of victory as well because it's the year of reward and spoil. So expect greater works, hallelujah, in the kingdom of God. Greater works in our finances. Whatever we've lost, we will recover and God will add more. Amen? And for our last verse, no? Our last word, 2 Corinthians 2.14. 2 Corinthians 2.14. So we can be victory-minded this year of reward and spoil. 2 Corinthians 2.14. Now, thanks be to God who always Say always. Always. <laughs> Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. In Christ. No, I just read that. Amen. When, you're, when you are led by God in the same way God led David, when you're really led by God, you're always led to victory. Always says there, always well, not 90% victory, 90, 95% of the time, 99.9% of the time. No, always the key, the key, uh, <laughs> key word there is led, he leads, he leads us. Okay, don't go ahead of him. Be led. Amen? Like David. Just be led of him. It's no struggle to be in victory this year. Why? Because he's going ahead of you. And he's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. Amen? He's not going to leave you. You're not going to come up with a bright, bright new idea. No. He's going to give it to you. He's going to give you ideas, godly ideas, wisdom, revelation. It's up for grabs this year, okay? And for those who will be more intimate with God, there will be more revelations, more wisdom, more instructions from God like never before. Amen? And when you get those instructions, just do it because you respect Him, because you trust Him, because you know this is the year of reward and spoil and victory just is just waiting around the corner for you. Amen. Ora sikiha koraba siti araso toya rabaha koya babahaira soya bahaira. So be blessed with this word. Receive it in your heart tonight. Believe it with all your heart and start activating your faith. Come closer and closer and closer to God. Start worshiping again. Amen. Start praising again, and you will hear that clear word every day from God, from the Lord. Because every day is an opportunity to win over the enemy. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah.